Welcome to this week's Arconomics. It is the 9th of December and we are joined by Sheldon MacDonald, the Deputy CIO, and Cheyenne Ratnasingham, one of our investment analysts. So welcome both. Sort of looking at some key dates that are coming up at the moment. So we've got resolution around trade expected on the 15th of December. Yeah, I'm not sure we're going to see a resolution. Uh, the 15th of December is the interim deadline that has been imposed by the US for some kind of deal. If there's no interim deal by that stage, then that's the date on which they impose additional tariffs on Chinese goods. In the meantime, though, in the last uh, week or two, we've seen President Trump opening up a couple of new fronts in the trade war. He's drawing in South America, Argentina, Brazil, and also has been speaking about um, tariffs on goods from Europe as well, from France in particular. Certainly don't think we're going to see a resolution in the short term, but there is this looming deadline that we're looking at on the Chinese trade discussions. So potentially some more volatility if we don't see. Yes, I think so. Cheyenne, turning to you, there was quite a bit of news last week around the M&G fund being gated. Can you give us a sort of general update on the property sector as a whole? Sure. So it was unfortunate news last week that um, M&G had to gate. They saw about over 1 billion worth of outflows in the year and with the depleting cash levels in the fund they sort of had to close the fund in order to protect their investors. You know th- this is not the first time property funds have gated. We saw funds gating back in 2016 where we saw the likes again of MNG, we saw Aberdeen, we saw um, Aviva and Threadneedle. You know to give a bit of reassurance it's very different this time around. This seems to be very fund specific whereas last time around it was a much wider market contagion. We were aware that there's general weakness in the retail sector and unfortunately those funds which have um, you know exposure to poor retail parks and poor high street retail um, shops they're being hit the worst especially with the news of CVAs and like Arcadia you know see HMV and all those uh, big names so those sort of uh, property funds that hold those retail assets have um, felt the pressure of, of late and uh, that's really impacted into their rental growth into their capital value so these funds sort of have to gate essentially. I guess just to wrap that up we can't say we were expecting gating or anything like that the liquidity risk is a known risk in property it's events like this this is why we hold diversified portfolio so property forming a relatively small part of most diversified portfolios and then within the property exposure we diversify again. So for us at the moment no exposure to MNG property in our portfolios. We are watching uh, the sector with interest just to see how things develop but as I mentioned diversified exposure limits the potential risk in our portfolios. Okay and then Fed's meeting on the 11th to talk about another potential rate cut. Obviously that's before seeing any outcome on the 15th of December. Yeah I think the Fed will hold firm. They won't do anything just yet. I think they'll be in a on a wait and see mode, kind of like we've seen the BOE as well. Wait and see. Obviously, there's big events coming up in the UK uh, this week as well with the election. The election results, we think all that does is remove one layer of uncertainty. We still have the uncertainty around Brexit. And then beyond that, even once we get past Brexit, there's the uncertainty around whatever trade deal might then be negotiated, deals, plural. So there's still lots of uncertainty around, and probably still a lot of volatility. But and, and very much in a wait-and-see mode. Well, that's sort of looking forward. If we go back to last week, I mean, it was a relatively quiet week, but we did see a bit of a change in the oil price. Can you give us a little bit of an update on what happened there? Yes, we saw the oil price bouncing quite sharply just on Friday in particular, up 7%. And this was on the back of an OPEC meeting in which the 1.7 million barrels of oil per day cut Um, that they've been speaking about was confirmed, but also an additional cut by Saudi Arabia of 400,000 barrels per day was announced if the other members of OPEC um, stick to their their side of the agreements. Additionally, there was also some news on inventory stockpiles being much lower than expected. So this is what gave the oil price a boost, had a, a slight impact in markets in that we saw a rotation in equity markets. We saw energy stocks up 
not unexpectedly, we saw energy stocks rally, uh, we saw banks rally as well, so cyclicals, these are the economically sensitive stocks, they rallied quite strongly during the week, obviously we had some, some negatives, industrials weren't as good. The reason for the cyclical rally, apart from oil itself, was just some other positive indications on the economic front, so indications that perhaps global growth might not be as bad as feared, uh, so we saw in particular the US unemployment uh, employment figures well ahead of expectations. So some positive signs on the economic front, as well as the oil price leading to a slight cyclical rally in the markets. Relatively quiet last week, but lots to look forward to in the coming weeks. Thank you very much for the update. Um, and unless there's anything further, I have been asked to let our listeners know that you can now listen to the Architast podcast on all main podcast platforms, including Apple, iTunes and Spotify which were available on iOS and Android. So just search for Architas if you would like to listen. Thank you both for your time. Thank Thanks you very much. Much.